So, Jimmy. Yeah. I've been talking to Robbie. Yes. And I just feel like you need to hang up some better pictures in your garage. In my garage? In your garage. No. So, on Blue Chrono Aquatic's website right now, they have limited edition sexy calendars, right? Like Robbie in a G-string or what? I, I wish. I mean, we've been trying that for years, but frankly, no one wants to see that when it comes March. So <laughs> Nobody wants to see you in a crop top either. Right. So get these limited edition <laughs> calendars. They're on his website, $18 a piece. That is shipping included. They're going fast. Once they're sold, they're sold. And of course, they have the most prestigious shrimp you have ever seen. Sexy shrimp. Sexy, sexy shrimp. See these shrimp model out like, uh, you know, it's a sunny day on a beach. And get that calendar in your home. BlueCronAquatics.com. And while you're at it, use our promo code, Aquarium Guys, for free shipping on all your other orders. Because shipping is included on the calendar, but shrimp still costs a ton to, shrimp, uh, he, to ship. He's still giving us free shrimp or shipping? He is. So Does he know this? He, he does. He was on the podcast. We talked about it. I know. It, I, but I was here. I want to reiterate for people on the podcast that when you order shrimp, the shipping for next day shipping is forty five around $45. To $65. Right, so you're saving an estimated of like $43, $45 minimum by using our promo code. You don't want to lose money on this deal, bluechronaquatics.com. Take that 43 to $65 and buy more shrimp. Right, double down. Double you know, down. Your wife gave you a budget, don't blow it, just make sure it spreads thinner. And remember, sometimes it's easier to apologize than to get permission. That should be a slogan, you know, uh, don't uh, uh, say you're sorry, don't ask for permission, bluechronaquatics.com. Yeah, girl pair. <laughs> also, don't forget about our friends at Ohio Fish Rescue. Go to their website, ohiofishrescue.com. Check out uh, you know what they have to offer, these sweet t-shirts. And find them on Facebook and YouTube because, again, they're amazing content creators. Who else has 88,000 gallons plus sitting in their house just waiting for you to explore on YouTube? Go check them out. And like we tell you every week, go to their website, ohiofishrescue.com. Their number's on the top of the website, 216-773-0407. And just call Rich and tell him you, you, you love him. You know? Oh, he likes that. He does. Ask him about his hair care products also. He's coming out with a, a bunch of hair care products, I hear. You know, I hope he does, just for your sake. I, I do, too. If not, I'm going to be in a world of hurt when I meet him. He's Either that or you up on me. got to work out a merch deal. You know, Perfect. Something. Perfect. Contact hey, Suave. And you, you gave out Rich's number. Why don't you give out our number correctly this time, you dumb dumb? If you insist. So if you go to our website, AquariumGuysPodcast.com, on the bottom of the website... It'll say, call us with your questions. That's 218-214-9241. And the way you know you got it right is when you hear Jim and I's voice. That's kind of cool because the first six or seven weeks or ten weeks, Robbie was giving out the wrong number. I was, and it was hilarious. Uh, whoever had that number, I apologize. You got a lot of fish questions bombarded your way, but uh, we got it fixed. Call us on the correct number. Yes, and, and next time we screw up, give us a call if you have the right number. Please. All right, let's kick that podcast. Welcome to the Aquarium Guys Podcast with your hosts, Jim Colby and Rob Zolson. What's up, fish people? Welcome to the Aquarium Guys Fish Podcast.com, something or another like that. You've been drinking again. I have you? not. I'm still a little drunk from Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> a Thanks, little bit. Thanksgiving was great. I got to hang out at your place. You were year. at my house, and, and you know what? My wife did not ban you from the house again she didn't and no. i kept my pants on everybody was happy yeah it was a win-win but you know we did that annual tradition of thanksgiving of watching dave Chappelle and eating those amazing turkey sausage wontons well whatever i don't think they're wontons i, I don't know like in a wonton shell it yeah they're they delicious 
They're like scoopers of heaven. Yes, we like that. Well, I am your host, Rob Zolson. And I'm Jim Colby. And today we have a special guest with us, Joe from Joe's Shrimp Shack. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing quite well, and yourself? Oh, wonderful. So I have a question. Are you actually um, somehow related to uh, Adam Thielen? It's actually Tyson. Is it? Yes. Did I not look at the uh, you got it the wrong. spelling? Damn I, me! I drove all the way up here and he gets my name wrong. That's okay. I even said last, your last name's Tyson. Yes. Can, I can even, we get some free chicken? I even sent him. Like Everybody gets free chicken. You heard <laughs> it here first. <laughs> chicken. I even sent him a picture of me wearing an Adam Thielen jersey, and he yep. and he still didn't correct you. He didn't I get didn't, it. He didn't I, get I, it. I didn't correct it because I was like. He must be drinking. I have no idea why he said that. That's anything. why I call him Dum Dum. To be fair, I'm watching his YouTube videos. It's only it's it's Joe on my messenger. All it says is Joe. Forgive me. It's okay. Right. I forgive you. We have to thank you. We got these amazing Mugs. bit of swag. I got this sweet you coffee got sweet mug. Swag. We got you got a tumbler. I got a whiskey tumbler because I'm the only one in the holes that run it. So I'm assuming these are on your website, right? Uh, yes, they are. Awesome. So what is your website? www.joeshrimpshack.com. So. Certainly give that uh, give that a peek. He's got fantastic YouTube content. But we've invited you to the podcast today to talk a bit more about building your premier fish room. Jimmy was mentioning it before in our tips and tri- uh, tips and tricks podcast, and it's been requested by plenty of people to see. You know, how do you guys do it on a budget? What's the DIY? So who better to bring on than you know someone that's clearly made plenty of fish rooms? Yep, I just did my big expansion. Then now too for my store. So my biggest thing is I tell people, if you're going to do it, don't ever like dwindle it down to, I'll settle at this. Because my first one I built and I was like, God, I wish I would have done this instead. And I always thought about it and always thought about it. So now I do it the way I want to do it now. And I stay in budget. In budget? I try to. Well, see, he's got one of those things. Oh, that he has we a talked budget. about a wife thing before. He's yeah. got a budget. He keeps himself where he's he, not going to lose money, unlike you, Jimmy. I don't have a budget. It's like, heck, let's go. I you, had I had an envelope. Leads. I had an envelope. Full, and I, full with, of cash? With cash in there. And I said, this is all I'm going to spend for expanding my shrimp room. And my buddy that helped me, after I bought all my parts, I opened it up and I'm like, oh, I got like $250 left. I'm like... This Beer money. What, I said, this is what you're going to get paid for helping me. And the lady at the checkout said, he will never work for you again. <laughs> Smooth. See, I would just bought him beer. I wouldn't even gave him cash. That, that works for you. You get pickle jars from like rednecks just by giving them like Denny's or you know, that, pizza. I don't remember. That is some of the smartest thing I ever did. And I've told the story before. I went to our, our local um, recycling place and I said, do you guys ever get pickle jars? And they went, yeah, how many do you want? I said, well, just save them for a week. And he got me about 250 gallon glass pickle jars. And if you go online to try to buy four glass pickle jars in a case, you're looking at about $18. They are not cheap. I mean, you're better off going to Walmart, buying the pickle jars and throwing the damn pickles in the garbage. Well, then and you don't want the, you know, the Semitics in, the, in your area yelling at you for throwing out good kosher dill pickles. Well, we got a lot of lakes around here in Minnesota. They just, pickles float down the river. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We, okay. I said you can throw pickles in the river, but don't throw your fish in the river. Right. That, That's right. That should yeah. be a new slogan. Don't throw your pickles away. They go on Discord. Hashtag Mr. Pickles. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That made no sense. <laughs> like most of this. Like most of this. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple things before we get into this sweet topic. Number one, we have a question from one of our, our listeners. And again, you can go to AquariumGuysPodcast.com, email us, call us, message us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group or we have Discord and if you've never tried Discord, it's this fun chat client that you can use on your phone, wherever, and it's really exploding. Just this morning, from the time, like, was it like 6 or 7 a.m. to the time I woke up, which was like 9.30, there was like 
100 messages plus and I couldn't keep up. Certainly join the the chaos and fun. It but. starts early and it goes late. I've I've been up at 4 a.m. going to work and I, I go on there. And there's people talking already or else they haven't gone to bed. I don't know what the deal is. It's the Irish. They go in rotation. Those right? So when we go to bed, they wake up and keep the party going. Those guys are nuts. So we have a, a question here from Brittany from Las Vegas, Nevada. So, hey guys, I got a community tank and another small tank I would like to spawn Pacific Blue Eye Rainbow Fish in. Could you tell me more about rainbow fish and how to spawn and raise some fry? I have some experience in this. I have not had Pacific Blue Eye Rainbow Fish, but I've had their you know close relative, which is a Fricata Rainbow. It's another blue-eyed variety rainbow fish. They're the small nano rainbows. I gotta say, they're decently easy to breed. So, some tricks. Let's start off with you having a community tank. Anytime that you have other fish in your tank of any creatures at all and they spawn, expect the eggs are just going to be some giant treat for them and they'll disappear Correct. virtually instantly. So if you want to really breed them, lunchtime, you're not going to have a great time in the community tank. So having that additional tank you talked about, great idea. And so now you have another reason to buy another tank. Right? Right? So the tips that I would give you is, they're, again, they're spawners. So have a mop. And you can easily create a mop using, you know, Red Heart yarn. What you do is you take the Red Heart yarn, you wrap it over a piece of styrofoam, and let the um, threads drank, uh, dangle. But this time, you would do it all the way to the bottom of the tank. A lot of these blue-eye rainbow species spawn toward the lower half. They like peat moss. Otherwise, a, a mop that goes all the way to the bottom is really crucial. And having a spare, too. So you can take one out and put a new one in there. Because, you know, you think they're done, then they'll just keep on going. That's correct. You should get on average of 25, 30 eggs per, per batch out of these. So you can use that as an estimate, but you may have more, you may have less. You don't know. So again, like Joe said, two. And they're hard to see. But also encourage live foods or at least frozen foods. That really does help encourage a breeding. And of course, good water parameters for any fish encourages breeding. But if you're still having that you know issue trying to prompt them into breeding... Don't be afraid. Do a, a hefty water change because all rainbow fish love water changes. They'll brighten up in color. They'll uh, get rambunctious. And then after that water change, turn your heat, uh, tank heat up two degrees. Just a small change. And don't forget about berry white. I, berry I, white. You got to put berry white on. Too. I, I expect the boys to mend, but yeah, berry white's very right. fine. So just for the listeners, here's a sample of berry white right here. See that 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 you're you're on you're on point with that music right there. That, that was some good stuff. That's right. That put me in a romantic mood. That's gonna be on Jimmy's new breeding playlist. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Very white. But those are some tips. Give it a go. Um, spawn, baby, spawn. Spawn, baby, spawn. Know that these aren't aggressive fish. They're really a peaceful, placid fish. But they will get nippy when they uh, breed. Just ignore the behavior. They're they're just a social fish. So. Hopefully that answered your question. If not, email us back. Brittany from Las Vegas, Nevada. So Thank that you. was Frank Sinatra Rainbowfish from Las Vegas, Nevada. Am I correct? I'm just I'm gonna let that one soak in. That was an, that was an old joke, and I didn't even have to say it. Frank Sinatra, you know, old blue eyes. Old blue eyes. God, you are so young and so stupid. Do you stand in front of the microwave with the door open, going, "I can't understand why I can't remember my name"? No, I haven't done that since I licked the tanks at Walmart. Yeah, there you go. You're a doofus. <laughs> All right, so just a couple of the things here is um, 
again, we mentioned Facebook, we mentioned Discord, we mentioned the, the email, but we have some news, right? Our merch store has some sweet new swag in it. What? So go to our merch store, again, AquariumGuysPodcast.com, bottom, click merch store, and on it, you will see some sweet new designs. So on it, we have one of our community members, I, I always refer to her as Miss W, I think her, it's pronounced Miss Wyvern, decided to make some art for us, and she based it off of my wife making a comment that she loves her dojo loach, otherwise known as penis fish, so she made a excellent cartoon rendition of a penis fish so get that on a hat shirt crop top whatever you're looking for and the second one of course is a, a beta being angry at a snail because what better things to betas have to do than get angry at the one thing in their tank a snail right so go check it out and we also have our other you know logo to merch i'm just surprised there's only one snail right yeah if it was trumpet snails the beta would be dead laying on the bottom we made sure we made sure to you know clear that it wasn't a trumpet snail otherwise it wouldn't have made it to a t-shirt uh, i hate trumpet snails because it would take over your entire closet in 15 seconds in 15 seconds just put out a paper plate with some zucchini in your closet and you'll see all the you know cloth shrimp do you remember here. watching mad max, mad max. Thunderdome? <laughs> tina turner had trumpet snails on her on her ears they, what i need to watch some old movies no i do remember that to another edition of Thunderdome! Wow. It's it's nice to have somebody in here who ain't 25, 30 years old. Hey, I watched the new Mad Max, if that's any yeah. consolation. Was it, was it a cartoon? It's all it was, about the milk. <laughs> it was not a cartoon. <laughs> you guys are... It was not a cartoon. But um, just a big thank you to our fans. We've been overwhelmed. Uh, this week, you know, we've had people, uh, you know, donate directly to us uh, we have people have requested patreon for a while we don't use patreon they take way too much percent from it so we use another tool called tip jar and it's that actually at the bottom of our website and that allows you to do one-time donation or a subscription donation so it's uh, every month and we just want to thank uh, some the individuals that have been uh, beginning to pledge to us we've started to get those in and again thank you for this this has been a fantastic ride we have been uh Tipping on the podcast charts as the number one aquarium uh, podcast out there. Again, there's uh, other pet ones above us, but uh, hopefully we'll make it the number one aquarium podcast of all time. We should uh, be on track for that in two more weeks. Nice. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah, I, th well, I think I'll take a look back. I think our first podcast was back September 12th. End of September, actually. Yeah, was it end of September? And I figured by, by mid-December, we'd be at about three months, and I was hoping for 500 listens, to be honest with you. And last Thursday on Thanksgiving, Rob's and I um, were together for Thanksgiving, and we went over 5,000 listens. And what are we at today, Rob's? We're expected to have over 10,000 listens by the beginning of the year. Yeah, if we stay at uh, what we're at going right now, about thirteen to 1,400 listens a day. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, a week. A week, yeah. Yep. And... Uh, it's just been overwhelming, and, and from the bottom of our hearts, uh, we want to thank you for listening and putting up with us. And the tip jar is, is kind of cool that Rob, I thought he was putting out the tip jar so people would, would pay us to go off the air. But No, they, they want to keep us on, ironically. I did not realize that, and that, now it makes me feel kind of good. I'm all warm and fuzzy and woozy inside. That's that's the rum. That's the booze. That's the booze. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. It makes me feel generous. I, I, got, a, I got a giveaway. That I'm going to tell you about here in a little bit. Hit me just right uh, now. You want to know it? I want to know it. Take it? So, I can't take the suspense. Really? So I, anyway, uh, Robbie Chan, who we, we love so much, he was so gracious to give out uh, $25 gift certificates. Four of them. Four of them. And so people like that. People like free stuff. Free stuff is great. And so anyway, um, I was talking to uh, one of my friends up at the Tropical Fish Shop in West Fargo, North Dakota. We were talking about plants. And we've always talked about these 
plant bulbs and we've heard a lot of people say, I can't get them. I can't get them. So I ordered a whole bunch of plant bulbs. They'll be in next week. And I'm going to give away five. I'm going to one up Robbie. Ooh. I'm going to give, I'm going to give away five, 10 packs of bulbs and we're going to send them to you in a padded envelope. I checked into it and we don't have to worry about temperature or anything. We should be able to, to ship it to your house. Safe to freeze. Safe to freeze from what I understand. Excellent. And so um, those will be in next week and I think we'll set up a, a drawing of some sort. We'll figure out what to do. Maybe we'll have uh, some sort of contest like whoever can give me the most money. <laughs> no, no. No, I can't do that. Okay, no, no, no. That's wrong. But anyway, I'm going to uh, order a Good bunch. Good try though. Yeah. Order a bunch of plant bulbs and I'm going to throw 10 plant bulbs in a padded envelope and we're going to send it to you with a, a little thank you card and we're going to start doing that here next week. Fantastic. So do do I get some? No, because you suck. Dad, come no. on now. Who gave you plant bulbs on Thanksgiving? You, you did. You did. Yeah. And they're already sprouting. They look good. Yeah. They look real good. That's that's good because the, the warranty just went off just I, when I walked You wouldn't there. tell me what they were and mine turned out to be purple, so I'm happy. They are. Just don't smoke them. All right. And warning to our listeners, if you do win the pack of 10 bulbs, do not chop them up and put them in your salad, all right? This is not Wrong some bulbs. sort of keto They're treatment. They're not radishes. No. That's right. And and if, if the- Not for consumption. And if the local authorities show up at your house, they didn't come from me. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> they what's, came from Robbie Exactly. Chan. Yeah, Rob, Rob, we'll throw Robbie Chan under the bus. Oh, oh no. Toot, toot. You know, you're talking about the free shipping. No, yes. I, I, you know, Robbie's a good friend of mine, too, and I, host, I uh, retail his product out there. Awesome. I actually tried to get that free shipping- on my big order from him. How'd that work? <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> you told me the uh, aquarium guy's promo code, and he's like, meh. I said, hey, can I use a code? And he's like, what? I said, can I use a code for free shipping? And my shipping was $185, I think it was. <laughs> and he's like, no. Well, see, that's why he, he loves the uh, other customers more. You just you got to work that way up. You got to give him one of these mugs. These things are sweet. I will give him a mug. I will say Robbie is a great guy. If anybody has an opportunity to see him at some of the shows, they should go meet him. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, he flew all the way out to Aquashell because I was dealing with, with some personal stuff. All the way from California to Aquashell in Chicago just to talk to me for two hours. And then he went right back out there. Holy cow. That's a good guy. Yep. So that and a fun fact, because he's a chiropractor, if you uh, are in good favor with him, he might even put your neck back in when you see him. Or he'll break your neck and kill you. We did that I mean, at AE. Yeah, he was adjusting. I have pictures of Eric Lucas getting set by him and everybody else. He's like, I'll do this right now in the lobby of the Holiday Inn, adjusting people's backs. That's right. He's going to come visit us. We're going to meet up at your shack, and then he'll put my neck in because I still can't turn all right all the way. So uh, everything in time. I told you to close the door to the microwave when you're running it. You'll know, quit having a lot of these problems. But there's lights inside and stuff spinning. Right? Oh, I it's know. very distracting. It's like a carousel, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. And I can't ride it because I'm too fat. Or is it because you're bending over in the in the uh, uh, looking in your uh, refrigerator, looking at the orange juice, and it says 100% concentrate? And you stand there and just stare. I feel like you put a camera in my kitchen. It's creepy. It is. But I appreciate it. I'm everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on subject here. Before we dive into the topic, just a touch more on Joe. So your, your shrimp shack, tell us more about that. Where are you located, man? I'm located in Plymouth, Minnesota. Plymouth, Minnesota. For those that don't know, that's uh, pretty like in the metro. Right across yes. from Chevrolet, Minnesota. Chevrolet, Minnesota. Down right from... by Lake Minnetonka. Perfect. So if you're in northern uh, cities, right? It's on the western side. Western side. Certainly check it out. You uh, When did you uh, open? I've been doing this for four years. I literally had the shop for about a year, but it wasn't until 
I'd say October 26th when I just made it official of a retail store. Normally, I just had it as my breeding facility, and that was it. Nice. Well, certainly check it out. And from the pictures that you uh, sent and from the YouTube videos I've seen, it's like a amazing you know, shrimp lounge, really. It's going to be a glorified man cave. I'm, I'm so excited. We got to go down there. You're like three and a half... You know, you drove all the way up here. You're live in our uh, studio. studio. And yeah. thanks for the drive, buddy. Not a problem. I mean, we were talking last night, and you're like, it would be better if you were here. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I have nothing really going on besides an order coming in. I could come up there. <laughs> and I don't have to count shrimp. Somebody else can do it. That's right. <laughs> and that's why he wears glasses four inches thick. No, he doesn't. But I tell you what. That, if you, that's me. Yeah, if you've ever counted shrimp, you're, that sucks. <laughs> easiest thing to do, you take a picture with your phone. I've done that. Yep, that works pretty well. <laughs> Or you just trust the person that's sending them to you. Because when I order hundreds of them, I'm just like, they're all there. That's why you order no. from Robbie, so you don't have to count that often. You know, I, I just I just got an order in from one of my suppliers, and there was supposed to have been 200 shrimp in each one. Counted them, 175, 176. I get to my red crystal shrimp. I counted them, 67. There's not a, there's not one dead body in there. I'm short 130 at a lot of money. And I call up and oh, say, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm a little short here. And they go... Yeah, I go, well, do I get credit? I suppose. I mean, they like... Like, like it was a burden deal. Yeah, I mean... It was, See, you're, you're saying this because you know they're listening, and now they're going to get nervous and send you shrimp. I, You know, just give me the right amount is all I ask. <laughs> I mean, even if you send me the right amount and there's 10 dead ones, I'm still happy. For those that are listening, Jimmy's the type of person that'll go to Mc, uh, you know McDonald's and complain because they gave him an extra nugget. That's right. <laughs> they put three pickles on it versus two. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Ooh my, too much. You go. Overdoing favorite, it. My favorite is like we uh, we have a local wholesaler in Minneapolis, and I was going to try their shrimp one time, and he went out to his manager and he says, make sure you grab the best shrimp because they're going to Joe, and they weren't that good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your best. I'm like, this is, I think that's frosting on it. Right? I did offer him. I said, I can wholesale to you just to let you know. Yeah, if you want to buy some good shrimp, I'll I'll hook you up. Well, excellent. Well, I appreciate that. And before we uh, dive in, again, check out your YouTube videos. What's your YouTube channel? Joe Shrimp Shack. Perfect. And hopefully, after this podcast, we're going to do a uh, a quick shooting here. We have a new green screen setup that we're setting for our live streams. So hopefully, we can get uh, some content uh, for you as well. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the the Hulk's belly right now because it's all green. (laughs) You're even wearing a green headset. You know, we got you all primed and ready. I like it. We, yeah. we, we did our homework. We ordered up some, uh, some green screen and some cameras. Thanks to people's donations. Thank, Thank you, you guys all. very much. And, uh, and Robbie Chan. And Robbie Chan. Sponsored. And so uh, last night, Rob's, I was in bed about 10 o'clock last night. Rob's sending me pictures of him and some hunk on the beach. And I'm going, that's a little weird, dude. I go, you got anything else? And he sends me another picture of him and the same dude on the beach. And then finally, he sent me a picture of like, him and some koi. Yeah, I well, I had up. to clean it up. You know, I was just in testing. Oh my! You know, see how realistic those abs were in the background. Yeah, the, the abs look. His abs look great. Yes, mine are buried deep within. Yes, right. Deep within. Deep within. All right. So today's subject again is making your own fish room. So when I say fish room, this is not like I'm thinking of making two tanks. This is I need a rack system for 40 tanks minimum. I'm trying to see how I can do this for you know breeding stations, my own personal collection, your man cave room, right? For those that are just trying to like, I'm doing one or two. This is not your podcast, right? Listen to others, and if this is where you're starting, <laughs> did you just kick go them off? back. Did you, did you just kick people off the podcast. I did. Go back to episode one. Listen up. If this is your first podcast, by the way, because this is you know not simply for the beginner. 
you know, go back and listen to the podcast about the Minnesota DNR and find out where Bigfoot really comes from. I, I, they still haven't given us any information. I know. We messaged Mandy. I, I said the podcast's up. No info about Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, we 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 did a podcast with Minnesota DNR a few weeks ago, and it went wonderful. And we we canned it for a little bit because we we were doing a bunch of other stuff, and so we finally just put it out last week. And Mandy. Love her to death. She was so good, so knowledgeable. She had a sweet voice. Yes, very sweet. And and the thing she told me and Rob's off the air was, you know, don't get me fired. <laughs> and so we we behaved ourselves. We we didn't cuss much. That I didn't remember of. No, it was it was quite clean, quite clean quite for clean. Her. And anyway, so we get to the very end. I I finally said, Mandy, I, I've got a question. And the look on her face was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my job. Oh no. And I asked her. I said, you know, where do you guys keep Bigfoot? I said, I know you let them out once in a while because people see them around here. And she didn't have an answer for me. Everything in time. I we'll, thought it we'll was funny. There. All right, so back on track. Let's talk about. I have a space. Maybe it's my basement. Maybe I have a heated garage. Let's talk about the ingredients that we need for a good. Man cave fish room, right? Yep. All right, so number one, we're going to need racks. So I think that's the best place to start is how to put tanks. So number one, what tanks do you guys recommend? Well, what I would say for the very first one is figure out what you want to do with your fish room first. If you want to do breeding, if you just want to have big, massive tanks. So it depends on the size of the tanks for your racks. So I think a a fair analogy would be if you're doing shrimp, you're going to want that 10, 20 long, right? If you're doing a, you know, cichlid environment, you're probably going to want those as 125 longs just for the schooling uh, properties and then have small tanks for your your batches. Correct. If you're doing discus, you're probably going to want, you know, 40 talls to have more space. They're going to be breeding on cones. So, you know, identify what you're going to be going after. And most people, maybe they don't want to know what they want to do when they grow up. And we have a solution for you as well. Don't grow up. Don't grow up. That's right. But what are some options for the shelving units for the tanks to start off with? So we have, let's talk about budget first. What's the cheapest method you can go about this? The very first one that I did is I went to Mills Fleet Farm and they had for $65 a five-level rack system. So for those that don't know, Mills Fleet Farm is like an equivalent to a redneck version of a Home Depot. Correct. They have guns, they have a lot of hunting selection, but they also have the stuff to do your home improvement. That's correct. So the only thing I would suggest if you do that route is they have particle board that it comes with. Get rid of the particle board and go with at least a half-inch plywood. The particle board, as soon as it gets wet, it just swells up like a big zit. Correct. No nose. And I'm pretty cheap. Guess what? Go to Home Depot, go to the scratch and dent uh, section, and go buy a scratched up or dented piece of plywood, and they'll cut it four times for you, and it's the perfect amount of uh, uh, cuts to make all your shelving on there. So I'm the perfect person to start spitballing questions at you guys. So I've helped many people build fish rooms, but I am handicapped. I cannot put two pieces of wood together to save my life. That is true. In high school, quote unquote, I had to put a birdhouse together. I watched the bottom fall out and kill the babies. And that was it. I was done. No more wood for me. So when you're talking about this uh, shelving unit, again, explain what it looks like. So the shelving unit that they have there, it's got the metal legs on there and it's got the metal braces. Um, it comes with a particle board. It's like a, it's like a quarter inch pl- uh, uh, particle board. I take, I take care of that. I just throw it away. Um, and I go get the half-inch plywood. So how tall generally are these things? I think it ends up standing like seven, maybe eight feet tall if you put the two stacked on top of each other. They come in two sections. It's roughly about three and a half, four feet, so you can stack them on top of each other. Yeah, do you be surprised how many tanks you can put on 
if you've got a small room like the size of this studio, I could put in 150 10 gallon tanks in here without a problem. Oh yeah, there the measurements are 36 by 20, I do believe. 36 by 18 those racks are so you can fit if you're doing the uh, lengthwise you can fit three tens on them you can fit four fives or five 2.5s on there so i've also seen other i don't mean to call it hobo but that's essentially what it is it's really trying to pinch your pennies on making a rack and i see them use cinder blocks with essentially two by fours two by something see that in florida a lot right and that stacks up you also see um I'm trying to remember some YouTubers that have done it, but what's the pros and cons for that? I've always worried that, you know, the wood's going to bow. Well, you just, you you space out the the cinder blocks so they don't bow. So what's the spacing between cinder blocks if you're going to use that method? Well, it kind of depends on the size of the tank that you end up putting on there and stuff. I've seen people go like every four feet, they put the cinder blocks on there. You know, I've got friends that that have, you know, they have said that if you can take a 125 gallon tank and you can support all four corners, that the tank should hold because you're, you know, as long as you support the edges of the tanks, you don't really have to worry about it. So when I do like the, the different wooden tanks, sometimes with a two by four rack, as long as the front and the back is supported, you don't even need a bottom sometimes. Correct. I've seen a lot of people do that with the cinder block method. Yep. That works great. And then when you are using, um, the plywood, if you've got the extra money buy the exterior plywood and that will save you in the long run. It all depends on how long you want this forever. But if you use the particle board, you're good for about three months or your first water spill over the top. Yep. And you'll be like, oh, it's just on the wood. It'll be fine. And you'll come back like a week later. And Mold. Your, your tank will be on the ground. Yeah. It swells up and falls apart. It's yep. it's, it's sawdust uh, held together by glue is what particle board is. So yeah, with the plywood, if you can uh, afford the exterior plywood, which is a green treated plywood, that's the way to go. But the half inch plywood also works great too. I mean, because it doesn't get that wet if you're paying attention to what you're doing. Correct. So I've heard people have concerns that there's chemicals on the green treated plywood, and what happens if I have a rack system, water spills, touches the wood, gets in the tank? Is that the chemical worry, or is it treated dry? I think when they treat it, isn't it kind of like steamed in there too? Yeah, it's actually absorbed. I mean, I think they actually soak them a little bit in something it's just like uh, railroad ties you know if you ever touch a railroad tie it's greasy on the outside um but a half inch plywood i mean you grab it you don't really get any residue on no. your hands so stuff. pretty safe for an aquarium i would I think mean, so I've, I've never don't had, put it in your yeah, aquarium i've never had it. issues and i've had tanks leak i've had spill water and stuff and right. i have rack systems and i've never had issues with that yeah i've never had any issues either so what rack system do you use joe at your uh, your place right now i currently uh use the two by four method um at home i end up doing the whole fleet farm metal racks and i always looked at it and it looked great i had 55 tanks in there and then i was like god it just it, it just never got what i wanted on there so when i decided to build my rack system i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it how i want to do it i got to hold my friend tyler and i said tyler I want to build a new rack system. I want to have it mobile if I want to end up moving my stuff. And we came up with an idea of coming up with uh, a bunch of 36-inch 2x4s with uh, with uh, plywood sitting on top. And it actually worked out quite well. So I also noticed, because you have this, again, you show a lot of details on your YouTube channel, but you also paint it. So what paint do you use? I'm assuming something that soaks in the wood, uh, anti-chip. Use, yep, I use a medium-grade black paint. 
medium so, grade. So is it like a spray can? Or? Oh no, I'm was, illiterate on was, this. Was, I'm asking all the questions tonight. It was a roller. So if you look at it, if you went to a cheaper version of paint, you might have to put two or three coats on there. This was just one coat on there. It cost me like thirty-five dollars a can. So for those seven racks that were there, I think it was a, can, a gallon and a half is what it took. So it cost me, you know, roughly about fifty bucks. And when you when you paint them, of course they look really good. And they'll having black is my favorite color too. But what else it does too is if you do spill water on it, it actually repels the water to a point. I mean, you wouldn't want to stick it in a lake, but it does a pretty good job of repelling the water. So if you are worried that the wood's going to get soaked in, the best thing is to treat it with a uh, a paint. Do you ever use like a stain for any of these? I've never used a stain. No. Yeah, everybody that I've ever seen, they usually use the black, black paint and try to keep the room as black as possible and then uh, light the tanks. Well, that, that makes it better for pictures. It really pops, yep. yes. You know? So, like, I think the picture you're looking at, I put black backdrops on there now, too. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it actually shows that on there. So it really does. Yeah. Does, it, it, does it show it on that picture? Yep. It does. Okay, good. And, and the one thing I want to point out that he did right, which I didn't do right the first time, he made enough room between the tanks to actually get a specimen cup in there and be able to get in there and net. That was my biggest thing on my first one is... I'm like, oh, you know, I can I can do this. I can function it. Well, when I moved to this spot here, I bought a big Gladiator rack from Home Depot. It's the big 90-inch metal rack and put 2,000 pounds on each one. You know, I put the smaller racks in the ground while my buddy would help me do water changes here and there. And he'd be like, you know, Joe, this kind of sucks doing water changes. You know, I just can't do this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build a rack system. And that was my one thing I did for my buddy Jeff is we have to have him off far enough that he can do a water change. But I also, my biggest thing that i wanted is i want to be able to have access to it because i'm always scooping out tramp i'm putting plants in there i, I move things around so it works all great yeah and, and you get in there those, those i use a lot of those long handled nets and i get in those tanks and i come up with it and i kept catching the top row so you've got plenty of room on yours yep. and that that was my biggest problem too my first rack i made i thought well i'm gonna, I'm gonna tighten these as tight as i can i had four and a half inches between the rack and the next one going up that's just not enough room and you know my specimen cup barely fit in there i could scoop up and i was catching at that time you know six six hundred bags of fish in one night and then go out and sell them the next day and man it was frustrating so frustrating so when you're doing these you can either have your tanks in there you know long ways or or face uh horizontal correct so if you do horizontal you just you know automatically assume that the lid is only going to be half the size of the tank so you're doing the measurements, oh, well, it only needs to be so many inches. That net um, issue is a real issue. So you have to sit there and bend the net uh, corners, uh, trying to get in there, trying to scoop out. So don't just do it off the lids. Do it from the size of your nets. Correct. And then you also have to account, like, I use a Python si- uh, siphon, so you got to figure the siphon, too. Yep. And the lights above yep. it. So to remind people about the Python siphon, it's this, you can get it, it's uh, like 9 bucks on Amazon. I think we had it on our list for tips and tricks. Uh, episode, so it's on the bottom of our website. Just uh, go ahead and click that uh, link, com. You'll find it on there, and it's it's the best thing since sliced bread. You hook it up to your faucet, and you turn the water on, and you can either vacuum out the water, or you can put fresh in. So no more buckets, no more That's hassle. Correct. And when you're doing this to 40, 80, 120 tanks... so much faster. You're not going to want... Even if you have a floor drain, it's sometimes easier for those bottom-level yes. um, racks to use the Python siphon. I just want to start giggling right now because we talk about a python. It reminds me of a customer that didn't know what this was, and she decided to call it something completely different. So every time she'd come into the store, we would just call it that. So you can probably think what we were calling it. Was it the love python? Uh, 
the super serpent. It had to do something with a certain word in a pump, because that's what she called it. She's like, hey, do you have any more of those pumps? And I'm like, we got them right over here, and everybody would look at us, and I was just like... Wang pumps. There you go. Yeah, wang pumps. Wang, wang pumps. Wang chung pumps. So it's it's, it's funny, because it's like little little things like that always just bring back good memories and stuff, like, hmm. Gotta love customers. Customer. Yeah, I love that customer. It's all right. Um, just so you know, inside joke, I'm going to take a pause here. So, R- Robbie informed us, right, that he's going to be trying to get biological bacteria in a, in a bottle. He's Correct. He's working on that, right? So, we've been trying to come up with a name. and we're, Poop juice. We're pretty locked on poop juice. Poop you, you've got to help us out. Poop juice. Hashtag poop juice on social media. Hashtag poop juice. Yes, and he's liking it. Not going to lie. He's trying to trying to see if we can lock that down. Robbie's squirts. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, Robbie, if you end up doing that, I want credit for it. <laughs> Mainly credit on his next order of shrimp. Yeah. That's what he's going just after. Send him a bottle of poop juice. Poop, poop juice. juice. Poop runs. Liquid poop juice. Right. All right. So, Jim, what do you use for your racks in your fish room? Right now, what I've been using is I went over to our local Menards and I bought pallet racking because what I Another like Home Depot like place? Yeah. What I like about pallet racking is I change my mind every six months and want to redo something, and those are adjustable, and I, I like those. But there again, like Joe was saying, they a lot of wasted space, you know. But I've downsized from 600 tanks down to like 40 tanks, and I'm happy with that, and I'm, I'm trying to breed some shrimp, and I'm trying to do some other things. Uh, this afternoon, we started putting in an acrylic system in my, uh, in my house that we're going to use for imports and some discus and whatnot. And uh, I personally like... The pallet racking, if you can't stay on task like I can't, I just completely change my mind every half hour and want to redo it. And so those you can easily snap and move them and adjust them. And you can take a whole rack and put it in the trunk of your car, basically, which is uh, six foot long. I, well, I have two, I've done this. Yeah, I have two Dodge Avengers, and we've actually done this. We And they're six foot long racks, and you can take them apart, put them in there, and they are four shelves high, which go about six and a half foot high, I think. You can add more to them as well. Right. And and you can just keep adding them. And we actually use them in our garage for, uh, you know, just garage stuff, tires and, and dead bodies and things like that that we keep around the house. So let's talk about pros and cons, right? We have the pallet racking system. We have the build your own with us, wooden 2x4s. Correct. So, of course, wooden 2x4s are going to be slightly cheaper. Much. But you're set in. You're locked in. That is the size of shelf you're going to use. So if you want, you know, I really want to switch to cichlids. You're not going to be able to fit a big tank in those slots. So if but actually you, you can, you can build instead of doing a 36 inch rack, you can just build it four feet long, where you can build put different size tanks in there. Right, but say you did that 36 inch rack, it's still permanent. You got to do another rack. Correct. This you can change on the fly, and if you're completely wood handicapped like myself, this is essentially pop and play. You snap them together. There is no real screwing or nailing that you need to do. They're made to snap and change on the fly. So. I mean, that's the big one for me. I I can't do, unless I, you know, call up Joe and say, hey, man, please help me with this sweet rack. I'm pretty much helpless and need to do the pallet rack. Yeah. The one thing I really love about the wood racks is they don't rust. And right. and if you... This does rust. Yeah. My metal does rust. If And I, like this morning, I took out 150 neons, uh, six large discus, a bunch of female bettas, and, and uh, I bagged fish for about an hour and a half, two hours this morning. And I had to wipe down the rack when I got done. Now, if you have wood, you just go, eh, walk away from it. Who cares? Yeah, because I have the, what is it, the Gladiator, which is, you know, like a pallet rack and everything, the 90-inch one, and it fits 12 2.5s. So I had 12 on one side, 12 on the other side, and I had half-inch plywood, and it actually started bowing. 
Yeah, that's so still, that was, still a lot of weight. That was that was the big reason why I'm like, you know what? I love the Gladiator because I can fit all my tanks onto one rack, but the same sense it was starting to bow, and I'm like, you know what? I just don't want water all over the place. Yeah, it all depends on if you're doing it in a warehouse situation like Joe or if you're doing it in your finished basement like myself. Um, I've done all of them at one time or another, and I just find it's a lot easier to take care of 20 tanks and 600. So yeah. let's talk about two more designs. So if you're in the United States... We know that Walmarts across the nation no longer carry fish. So if you go to different swapping shops, you go to Craigslists, you'll see what's called a Mars unit. That is those multi-tank units that you saw at the Walmarts across the country. They're all closed down as of this July, so you're seeing them hit the market, and you'll see a lot of these used um, tanks. So if you're considering using this instead of a replacement rack, know the pros and cons. Number one, they're extraordinarily expensive to run. These were made many years ago. The plumbing is not made for your best energy efficiency in, in mind. And again, you're getting a used product. You don't know the cracks, the issues. And from a person that used to work at Walmart and work with these tanks, let me tell you, there's a ton of leak issues, on the, uh, especially on the bottom of the Mars units. So if you're willing to purchase one for a cheap, good price on Craigslist, know that you're probably going to have to do some plumbing to it, and you're going to have to rip out that pump. Otherwise, you're going to be paying a truckload of money towards your electric bill and and they're extremely heavy and, and here's the one thing that i don't like about the mars units because i i've 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 bought in four in the past and i've helped set them up at, at, at people's shops like like ty and heidi's our friends they actually punched their they had a wooden floor they've only got four pegs on some of those mars units and it punched a hole through the wooden floor and and was sitting on the on the base and we went and it kind of tipped and we're like holy cow that is a lot of freaking weight first of all the, the entire rack system that um the ones that we did anyway weighed about 700 pounds it was all the two of us could do with some dollies to get them to even move before we brought them home just incredibly heavy and then like i said the bottom legs punched right through a wooden floor they actually at walmart break right through the tile and they don't move so how are they cracking through the tile it's that much weight on a very tiny tiny surface so you're gonna have to take the feet right off yeah you get but, anything that's what we ended up doing we ended up taking the feet off jacking it up taking the feet off and making a wooden frame to go all the way around the bottom and stuff and it's it's a lot of weight folks and so you do not want to be putting this you know especially in a finished home that's nice you know in your corner because it's going to punch holes in your carpet or in your wooden floor. Another con is uh, it all shares the same water column, too. Yes, it does. And there's really no way around that because the amount of space they put in those Mars units, there's there's nil. So if you're going to want to you know, try to individually put filters in each one of those tanks, it's, you're not going to have that. Good luck. You're not going to have that. Good the luck. Most, the most you can possibly do on those Mars systems is the top rack can go to a separate sump, and then the uh, middle rack can go to a separate sump, so you can at least have three tanks and one sump. But theoretically, I meant if you have a disease breakout, all your fish are going to get that disease. So we're not saying don't do it. Just know what you're going to be purchasing. If you're getting it for 50 bucks, great. Just, you know, bring friends. Yeah, and it's going to cost you $125 a month to run it. Because it's, I mean, Ty and Heidi saw their, their electricity bill just spike terribly. And he actually did replace the pumps right away because it was so much money. And uh, the other thing that I really don't like about them is that uh, I think the place where they really belong is in a bait store, to be honest. That would be an excellent place. You know, that's... That's, that was my only thought. This would be great for a bait store. Well, think about it. If you had it in a bait store, let's just talk about that for a minute. You take the sump out of the bottom and just go right to a floor drain. So all you do is push water through it. And that would be a great way to uh, use those Mars units. Right. 
So the last one I want to talk about is to pick on you a little bit, Jimmy. So this one blew my mind. I didn't know people do this, but it's an option. You can, of course, instead of doing these do-it-yourself racks, purchasing a Mars unit, you know, finding a pallet kit, you can pay someone good money to build yourself a custom rack. Correct. And there are plenty of experts out there to do it, but you're probably going to pay four to five digits for something, you know, custom built, framed, the system put in it. There are experts to do this there that are out there. But you can also pay yourself, go to a blacksmith, and get yourself iron racks. And this blew my mind. What, what did you do, Jimmy? Tell us about I your adventure. A, I did exactly that. I, I, got, uh, I got a guy. I got a guy. And he was a welder, and he would work for beer. I'm not kidding. It, I got to find these people. Right. And anyway, I, I got angle iron, and I told him exactly what I wanted done. And he was able to make me angle iron racks. But the problem with them is that there's no adjusting them. There's no knocking them down, so you better hope you can get them in the room. My first rack that he did was 12 foot long, and I had to take it in, into my uh, my warehouse. I had another rack that held 50 10-gallon tanks, uh, 10 long, 5 high. And they rust like a mother. Rust, and you can paint them and scrape them and do that yearly, and they were just terrible garbage, but they never fell apart. I mean, they were rock solid, but they looked like a turd. They really did. So, I mean, if you're trying to show people, you know, these beautiful fish in your, in, in your turd you know, th- looking thing. It's just terrible. So you had a massive warehouse with these covering, uh, how, how many square foot was that? That was about uh, 2,000 square foot. So every every inch, these racks all over the place. And these iron, what did you say, angle iron racks? They're angle iron racks. I got a couple from you. Yeah. And one of them was a 10-gallon rack. So you can either put 10 gallons or something like 30, uh, 30 longs right. that you could put on there is how it fit. So I got one of these from you and it fit 12 10-gallon tanks. It was so rusty, and it came off in giant flakes. So it basically, I brought it to my house, and it crapped all over the floor. Right. But it would rust forever and never no, break. No, they're rock solid. Yeah. So I took two days with the wire brushes scraping this thing, just blowing it off. You know, I had to wear a mask because the rust dust outside. And I'd go by and laugh at you and continue driving. Yes, you were laughing hard. I painted it, and sure as shit, they're already bubbling up through the paint. And it did in, not treat at all. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, if you do salt water... And you have corals. That, that much worse. That, that, 10, yeah. that, that rust falling in there, too, can just kill off your corals. It happened at our store. Yeah. So right now, we actually have a local thrift store using this 10-gallon rack. I painted it, got it to better shape after so much work, and it, it works really well. It again, they, they have lids in the tanks, and uh, the paint's holding, but again, they're still going to have rushes, rust issues over time. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that you can pay beer to do that for you. But yeah, I mean, I'd have probably about... I had those two racks when I was doing angelfish. I had 100 10-gallon tanks of angelfish. And I know people are going to say, 10-gallon tanks are too small for angelfish. Well, that's what I did. They did not stay there that long. You yeah. rotated 100 tanks out within probably, what, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of lot of uh, spawns, a lot of pairs. And uh, like I said, I had them five high. So in my warehouse, which the ceiling was almost eight foot high, they were three inches from the ceiling. And when the weather came through, I would get 75 spawns in a day sometimes because of the weather of a heavy down pressure came through. But I averaged about 12 spawns a day, and that's why I needed all those pickle jars. Pickles. But that, that metal rack that held 50 10-gallon tanks, I think, cost me like $72 an angle. Damn. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. All right, so quick minute. Let's talk about uh, light options. So th- you can buy the aquarium lights anywhere the you know full spectrum whatever you're looking for on amazon just for normal hoods but this is a rack let's not spend that much money so um you know what lights do you guys use what do you use in your rack i use phoenix led lights on mine and what did that set you back um probably like 1200 bucks hot damn 
But it was one of those things where I got introduced. I'm a big Planet Tank guy, too. So I got introduced to a, a, the, the Planet Plus on, on a different tank, and I'm like, I really like this. Well, I have a bit of OCD. So my friend Tyler had helped me build the racks. He's like, you know, Joe, we could just do these, you know, like T5 bulbs and everything else. And I'm like, why? I said, I already have all these, these Phoenix lights. Why don't I just, you know, keep these going and stuff? So I was able to do that. And, uh, but it, yeah, it set me back a, a pretty penny on there, but the tanks look beautiful. So what do you do, Jimmy? Cheap as hell. I go, I go to Harbor Freight and I buy four foot LED. I, I won't do fluorescent uh, eights anymore or twelves. Those uh, the bulbs are expensive. The ballasts burn out. They suck. I started going to Harbor Freight, and they they have five thousand lum four foot LED lights for twenty bucks. And these are called utility lights. If you're trying to find them online, they're just a simple bar. They there's nothing to them. They have a, a metal casing on the back, plastic on the top. And I think they're fifty thousand hours. And so when they burn out, you toss them. You buy another one. You know, not very, you know not very user friendly. Not real pretty. But there again, I'm just trying to light the tank so I can catch the darn fish. Yeah, they make a nice uh, light. I probably wouldn't recommend them for hard plant use, but you do grow plants in your in, in your rack. Yeah, I, lo- I have a lot of guppy grass. I know you love guppy grass so much, Rob. So much. Guppy grass. So much. I got, I got guppy grass today, too. So what I did is for the lighting systems that I've been making, I've either made hoods. Or I've candles. Made, made some for some racks, is go on eBay, go on Amazon, and you'll find LED light strips. And these do have close to full spectrum but you have to use a lot of the LED light strips. These are, you can daisy chain them together. They cost like five to 10 bucks a small reel. And you can go on the King of DIY's YouTube, Joey YouTube channel. And he, Joey's got a lot of good stuff. He there. shows you how you can make a light hood with, um, what was it? Rain gutter. Uh, rain gutter, and then use a dowel and wrap the lights around. Well, you don't really need a rain gutter for your tank racks. So you just simply put the, a PVC pipe, wrap the lights around them, and it shines quite uh, quite enough. And I've done mad amounts of plants on this type of system. Extremely cheap. And the benefit of this is the LED light strips are waterproof. They're completely sealed. Oh, so good. if you splash something on them, you're really not uh, having to worry about it because they're, they're, frankly, clear rubber coated. So certainly check those out. But what else are we missing in the recipe? I think uh, filtration. Definitely got to do filtration. I use... The dual sponge filters, I buy them off eBay for like $2.32 a piece. So Jimmy does it where he steals his, uh, you know, family's, you know, Cadillac cushions out of their cars, cuts them in squares. and Make my own four-inch square Yeah, We had a a discussion about this in our tips and tricks, and sponge filters are essentially the way to go. When you're doing mass amount of tanks, you can't afford purchasing individual hang the back filters canister filters and you don't want to do the if you can help it a whole cycle where all the tanks are connected because if you have a disease then everything gets everything it. gets it so using sponge filters in each tank great you can find any different type of sponge filters but the way to pump all the air to the uh the tanks are done through pvc pipe and what do you guys use for pumps i use a ap 100 right now which is a pond master that's a good one I've been, I, the one I bought, I bought on Steve Rubicki's website uh, a while back, and what is it called again? We put the pump on the Tips and Tricks website, so I'm trying to remember it as, as is well. Is it L True or something like that? I believe that is the name, sir. We will, uh, we'll look it up later in the show. It's about a couple hundred bucks, but you know what? Go out and buy yourself four or five filters, and you'll have $200 oh, yeah. tied up in a quick hurry. And that filter, that particular pump that I bought from Steve... Sits on the floor, and I have PVC pipe that runs up all the way around my room, up on the ceiling. 
and I just use stainless steel valves to bring down the air down to the tanks. So when you do this, do you on the PVC, do you actually have to um, glue the PVC ends to make sure it's pressure sealed? No, I just do a pressure fit and that's it. Yep. I've so d- what's a pressure fit? I'm, I'm illiterate. Come on now. So it's PVC and you got the joints on there. You just push them together. So if you ever want to move your rack system or you want to add on to it, you can just pull them apart and just keep on building on. Yep. And I've done that before too. And once upon a time, I had one pop. And uh, so now I glue mine because I did have one pop when I was gone. It, it never... You know, every story has been told on this podcast, it only happens on, on the day you take off. Yes. And I left, and one of my um, hangers that I had hanging, you know, holding it up on the ceiling, that actually broke. And when it broke, the PVC pipe came out. It was still pumping air, but not into my tanks because because air goes directly to the weakest point to find escape. So, yeah, the, um, the, the one pump and the sponge filters are the best way to go because sponge filters don't cost you any money to run. They don't. Where if you're going to have a back behind filter or that sort of thing, uh, that's, you know that's all going to be plugged into the wall. And it all comes out of your pocket. So well, bottom bottom line, it's going to cost you a fortune. Yeah, look at all the power strips you got to run to it too. Right. It's just, it's just going to. If you have OCD, it's going to bug you because you're going to see all these cords. Yeah, and, and you know you're talking about OCD uh, airline tubing. I I've got so many different brands of airline tubing, and the one thing I found that I really like, and I don't know if you like it at all, Joe. I like the uh, silicone. For the fact that once I, I, I get the silicone airline tubing and I open it up, I get high for about a week. I like that smell. You know, it's like pumping gas. Well, see, you have gas, silicone, and then prime. And prime, yeah. Prime. That's, that's what I do. Right. Got to do the prime. Yeah. And um, what I like about silicone is that I've been doing this for so many years that the airline tubing will get so goddamn hard you could kill somebody with it. I mean, it's actually like hard. And that's and, correct. And if you use like a Pond Master, the bigger pumps and everything too, I've actually had the first couple airlines actually start turning brown from what's ever going through the air pump yeah so like yeah like using it's it's uh it's airline tubing that has like the slight bluish color yeah yep and uh you can find that pretty cheap i, I know they sell it in 250 foot rolls 500 foot rolls and you can find a fairly uh, decent yep. price on on amazon and that sort of place so yep. what what not to do on these airline pumps we uh we had our own warehouse together, Jimmy, here yep. in Perm, Minnesota, and I was trying to find a cheaper method because the pumps that you guys uh, recommended were n- not that expensive, but still, they were like 150 bucks for a decent pump to pump all the PVC because they're made to go through these lines. Oh, is this the story about when you bought Screamin' Betty? Screamin' Betty. Oh, God. So oh, I pump, went- The air pump that you can shut in like seven doors down and you can still hear it? Yes. You, you can hear yes. it. And, and then and then it gets so damn hot that you actually can brand cattle with it, you know? <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm a pond guy, right? I'm still at you know learning about the warehouses and the trips and t- uh, tips and tricks, trying to get <laughs> get all of that all set. And I'm like, hey, Jimmy, we got to try this, right? These are killer pumps. What gotta, did I What did I say? We got this industrial pump, and I swear to God, it was like six thousand gallons an hour as I want to push some some crazy uh, air pressure. And it came in with this industrial handlebar of valves on it. And the idea, it's made to pump air like 20, 30 feet down in a giant like man-made or lake pond, right? So you can just drop a giant air stone for a koi pond and not worry about it and do multiple koi ponds across think, a small lake. I think they use it to pump air down to the miners, you know, six, so. 600 feet down on the ground to keep them, you know, Here's breathing. some oxygen going. Yeah. But we, we got one of these and the thing was, I don't know what. Massive. Two, foot and a half two foot feet uh, long stood about you know eight inches ten inches tall and just looked like this solid block like a block engine and it had this giant gold piston coming out of the front it was a giant piston pump we had to clamp it with uh what was it pipe 
clamps. What are those? Yeah, hose yeah, clamps. hose clamps. Hose clamps. Uh, crank it down with hose clamps, and we we got it working to one rack. And we left, came back, and it blew up the hose that was connected to it. And it, again, it was this too much back pressure. It was way too much back pressure. It was this uh, lined hose with like um, nylon, so it's like blowing up a garden hose. Yeah, it was heavier than a garden hose. So yeah, it got super hot. It burnt up cords that touched it. It uh, kept people up at night. Kept people up at night. Yeah, it shook. It was yeah. Uh, it would be a great sander. Thing. It would have been a really good sander. You're gonna put a piece of sandpaper on it, sand on the floor. Do your homework. Get the pumps that are made to be pushed through PVC. Don't get these giant industrial. Do not buy screaming Bettys. Don't no screaming Bettys. I mean, you can you can save money too. Like when I got in the hobby, eBay was like my favorite thing. I mean, I could buy a four bladder air pump for twenty bucks. And I could run eight sponges off it. I mean, there's awesome deals on eBay too. If you want to get even deeper, go to Alibaba.com and oh wait two months and you'll pay half price. All you got to do is just go to him and say, I'm looking to carry this in my store. You'll get tons of product. They'll try and get you for the, but you pay for free, you pay for shipping and just say, I ah, just let me, just give me a sample and you'll get tons of product. We need to do this, Jimmy. We got to get on that. Yeah, I need more stuff. Absolutely. All right. So I think we've covered the racks. We got lighting. We got filtration and air. We have the different ways you can do it. Aquariums. We have the aquariums themselves. Yep. So, what else do we need in the room? TV. A TV. You gotta have a TV to watch YouTube. So, I think I love your your idea. You actually put a uh, was it ceiling mounted TV pole, so you can turn it in any direction. So, no matter where you're at and what corner of the thing, you can just flip the TV towards you. You lazy, lazy bastard. Yeah, my wife found that. I don't know where she found it on Amazon, but the pole comes from the ceiling, and you can spin it 360 degrees. It's made for a bar. Are you sure it's not a dancing pole? She would do that for you at no charge. No charge. Because she is crazy. Wow. Purple hair and all. Yep. All right, so we need a utility sink. We can't just have the, like this bathroom kitchen sink. So recommend going to your local Home Depot or Menards or Fleet Farm and finding the utility sink that's nice and deep. So you can put a whole bucket in there. You can have an industrial drain because the drain catch is going to matter. You're going to get sand down it or, heaven forbid, you actually use terrible gravel and get the actual pea gravel down there. You know, Or, clown, or clown puke. Clown puke. Tell us what that is, Joe. Clown puke is the multicolored gravel. I hate the stuff. If you ever want to get even with a buddy, grab a handful of clown puke gravel, walk by his tank, and just sprinkle a few into his tank. He will never get it out, ever. I, so I'm doing that to Rob's tank tonight. <laughs> Glitter is the herpes of craft supplies. You're saying <laughs> clown puke gravel is the herpes of fish supplies. That's correct. All right. You now know. You've heard it here first. And it's, so if you like clown puke... Call Joe at his shop. I do not carry clown puke. He I will kick it. you out if you do this to his tanks at the Joe Shrimp Shack. Oh, gosh. I'd be like, what did the shrimp do? <laughs> they turned them pink? And then someone just takes their finger grease and writes it in the tank. You That's know, right. Aquarium guys were here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> clown puke. Clown puke. Clown puke. All right. So the other things that people don't uh, really uh, think of is other racks. So... Beta racks are the most common things, but you can also make a separate shrimp rack if you're using non-conventional aquariums. So I think one of the best examples, I believe the YouTuber is Simply Beta. Is that correct, uh, Jimmy? I think so, yeah. There's a lot of cool racks out there, man. Everybody does a great job uh, coming up with something new all the time. So they use like plastic gallon containers, and they just use a drip system. Again, it is one uniform system, which we don't necessarily encourage, but if you're using it just for betas that you're either growing out or breeding 
it's not as a occurrence because you can simply shut one off if they have an issue. So you can quickly stop that whole unit. And what they do is they push water through the PVC pipe, use the same spigot you use for air, and then just use airline tubing to drip water into these systems. It's very uh, very cheap method. You can search a bunch of different ones on uh, on YouTube. But also, what do you do just for the betas that you have only for a couple days? You have a cup rack. I have a cup rack, yeah. And uh, when I retail them over at my store, I actually have a 16-ounce cup racks that I bought from the local Target. And the uh, my rack holds 42 bettas over there and they usually are there for a week or two i was over there today and i've got hellboy bettas i've got the koi bettas we've got um of course the regular bettas the crown tail bettas and the half moon bettas and each cup i can uh, put a nice little sticker on there saying this is what this is this is the price and my sales have quadrupled over there and I used to always carry like 25 bettas, but once I decided I'm going to carry some high-end bettas, I'm just going to run it up the flagpole, see if anybody salutes. And I got people going, oh, my God, you know, and they don't think twice about spending $12, $15 for a betta. Because it look beautiful. It's a big shellfish for them. Yeah, and, they, and they, they love it. And the people that like bettas, they don't have one. They've got 10 or they've got 12. And um, so that works well for me. I made that, that rack over there in my store and I backlit it. So I have two four foot fluorescent lights, LED behind it. So the back of the back panel of my rack is backlit. And what, the only thing I'm seeing now is I'm getting some algae problems on there a little bit. And so now I'm just gonna take and um, try different uh, lights on there. But my, over in my home where I keep all the bettas, I made just, uh, I took one by four inch boards and I have enough room over there on the one wall. I think I can carry about 150 bettas over there on the wall. And these uh, are, are set to use beta cups. So when you get from some wholesalers, um, you'll get where you can order beta with cup. And these are what, two inches high? Uh, I'd say they're three and a half inches high, probably. They're, they're similar to like the beta cups you'll see at any uh, pet store or the Walmarts that you used to see, PetSmart. And they have a hole in the top. That, so you made them specially for those because, again, betas don't sit at your house but three, four days anyway. Yeah, and then out the door they go. Right. So the thing I thought was cool is you not only mounted that rack to the wall, but you also went to Ikea and bought yourself some boom lights. I did. I bought some boom lights, and I like those a lot. And um, when people come over, uh, or else, like today now, I, I knew what kind of uh, bettas I needed to take to, over to my store. I was able to put, bring that boom light over there and take a look at everybody, and I grabbed the best ones to take to my store. And um, Well, it makes it easy. So if you have someone coming or yourself, right. you can just grab that light and you know spot check and go across so you don't have to pay for you know strip lighting across each one of these shelves. Yeah, and it's really nice, too, when I'm, when I'm feeding because uh, the older I get, the worse my eyesight is. And uh, for feeding, once you start feeding 100 cups, you kind of go, did I feed that cup or not? And you're able to see in there a lot easier. So some of the other things that you'd be missing is a counter. So generally when I think of a counter, you just put you know plywood and some two-by-fours. But not having that you know kitchen-like surface sucks. So what do you find for like countertops? What's the, what's the tricks there? So what you can do is if you want to get a decent countertop and you kind of want to save money, go to Menards. Go get one of those, you know, on-display ones. Half the time they'll just sell them to you dirt cheap. Yeah, they'll have one with maybe a chip in it. You know, Who cares it's, about a chip? Yeah, it's, it's not perfect, and uh, or else it's a weird color that they can't sell. But, yeah, I, the last four-foot one I bought. Clown that, puke. Clown pink? puke cart, yeah. Avocado. Avocado, purple. Yeah, I've the last one I bought, I think I paid like, uh, and it was a six foot rack. I paid like twenty one dollars for it, and it has actually the backsplash on it. And I think for like six bucks, I made a base for it. 
and it's a great working surface, especially like yourself and you're counting shrimp all the time. You're dripping water all over the place. It's just nice. It wipes up uh, nice and clean. Yep. So one of the few things that people don't think about is drains. So if you're doing uh, this, again, you can use the Python with your utility sink, but if you can find a floor drain, you're going to love yourself later. You can, if you have no carpet on the floor to cement, you can use squeegees. In case you have some sort of spill, you can just take simple tubing and put it right to your floor drain without uh, much concern. Just put like a grate so it catches any you know bits of gravel you happen to suck up. But floor drains save so much time. So if you can find a spot in your garage, in your basement, where you can find a floor drain access, even if you have to purchase like a 30-foot garden hose well and string yeah. that garden hose across the entire house to get to that floor drain, I encourage you to really abuse that floor drain. I'd rather spend five seconds unrolling a 30-foot hose than carrying five-gallon buckets of water over to the sink. It is just so goddamn much work. Yeah. Um, I, currently, I currently do it the bucket method in the toilet. Oh, I, it's a you're a monster. Hey, I, I'm expanding still. I'm well, that, making this, I'm making my place into a glorified man cave. This is what I always wanted, so I'm doing it right. I don't want to second guess myself, so I'm taking it one step at a time. Of course, I just got my TV and everything else. You're the man. Well, Here's another thing that you guys... It, how big a TV did you put in there? I only put a 43-inch because oh. I don't want people coming in there and just saying, I just want to watch your TV. It's a nice start. Yeah, 43-inch yeah. is a nice start. So, But here's another thing that, that works out really great. Get an Alexa. So yeah. I walk in my place, and I'm like, Alexa, turn my lights on. And all my tank lights come on. Alexa, shut my lights off. It's it's nice because I do a lot of videos over there, and I'll have like certain lights that I want to do. A video like on the I just did a current light. And I'm just like, Alexa, shut my lights off. And it's so, and she goes, okay, click. And you can also set series of lights. So if you have, say, eight racks, Alexa, turn rack two on. Boom, she'll have that pre-programmed for you. Yep. And the most important thing you can teach Alexa, Alexa, make me a pizza. That's happened, man. Yeah. That's I don't happened. know. As soon as that comes out, I'm going to get myself one of them Alexa. Also, coffee makers. I need to get you out more. I know it's been a while since you've seen but you the gotta technology. Watch out, you got to watch out for the people that actually know the little goose eggs for the Alexa. I had this little girl. I she's probably like nine years old. Yeah, she goes, they, Alexa, I'm your father. No! And it's just like, and she kept on saying it over and over and over and over, and I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I bring, I bring donuts and cookies and stuff for the kids to come in. But once you heard it like fifteen times, it's to a point now. It's just like Alexa, shut up. Here, here's a here's a tip for me as a father of two. They can't scream when their head's underwater. I'm just telling you. They 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 what? <laughs> Nothing. I've just made that up. Yes. You're welcome. God, that's horrible. Oh. Just for just for you, Joe. I yeah, I it. guess I'm not getting any babysitting jobs anytime soon, am I? No. 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 The, the the other important thing that we forgot to talk about um, in your man cave, and this is one thing that, that I found, not man cave, fish cave. Excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Fish cave. Fish I'm cave. sorry. Um, what I found out, for me especially, when I had my warehouse, if I had a, I had a small refrigerator in there and a pizza oven, and, and here's here, here's why. So you're in the middle of doing a big job, and how many times have you been working on your stuff, and then you go up to get a burger, you know, you go across the street to get something to eat, and all of a sudden you've wasted two hours, and you come back, and you don't finish that project. And then water's all over the floor. Exactly. But I, I put a small refrigerator in there, and what was nice about I bought a, a used refrigerator for like 50 bucks, and it was a full-size one, but I was able to keep all my frozen food in there, because I don't know about you, but I mean, if you have a whole bunch of frozen brine shrimp or blood worms next to uh, your wife's 
casserole or you know ribeye steaks. That's why I'm not still married to my Suddenly first wife. She yeah. doesn't no. make you his food as often. No, I mean because brine shrimp and bloodworms. If you have enough of them, I mean, I buy them by the case. You know, which is like I'm buying the eight ounce bags and I'm buying fifty of them in a crack. They actually. Have I need a, to talk to you by the way. They have a they have a scent to them. You know. Oh yeah. And so if you have a small fridge in there and you can keep you know your six pack of your favorite beverage, you can keep a frozen pizza in there. You can keep your frozen fish food. You can keep your um, your poop in a bottle. Which is bacteria in a bottle that usually needs poop to be, juice. Poop juice. I mean, poop the stuff juice. that I buy from Seagrass Farms needs to be refrigerated. Right. And so you have all that right there, and you're less apt to, uh, you know, have ADD and walk away from what you're doing. What I use on mine is I use a wine rack because you can actually turn it down to 54 degrees and has a built-in light. So what I end up using is I get a lot of in vitro plants. And I put my in vitro plants in there, turn my light on, turn it down to 54 degrees, and they actually last for three, four months versus them dying out in a month. That is a great idea. That, and if someone goes in your uh, wine cooler, chiller, they'll be like, oh, can I have, ooh. There's plants in there. Ooh. What is that? They suddenly think you're like the pot guy. Like, nope, nope, shrimp guy. Get it right. I swear it's dwarf hairgrass. That's all it is. I swear. (laughs) It's Monte Carlo, man. Is, is, Is there any wine in there? No, I don't drink. I've been sober for seven years. Well, good for you. See, I'm not the only one. You, I, you know what? I, I've been sober for, I don't know, years. So, yeah, you're the goofiest guy I know sober. I know. It's terrible. Yeah. People, it's people nice don't believe me. I, I go to all these shows and you know everybody else drinks around there. And You're the DD. You I get am, more information. I am the person that tells them the next day exactly what happened. So they kind of like that. Oh, you're that friend. Yeah, I Robbie Chan friend. just put my neck in place and I just feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie's a great guy. Got to pick on Robbie. Right. We should call him. So one other point for that mini fridge conversation. Yes. I mentioned before in our tips and tricks Chiller. podcast. If you find that, I'm going to just repeat this one more time. If you find that used mini fridge on Craigslist, you know, don't be afraid to turn it into an aquarium chiller if you need one. So you take a 100-foot garden hose, you drill holes in the side, two holes, one for in and one for out, and you just leave that garden hose coiled and you just put the two ends outside. You can connect any of your sump pumps two of them and depending on how cold you want it you can of course adjust the fridge knob but it also how fast it goes through the fridge the faster the warmer it'll be the slower the colder it'll get then you can still put your you know fish food in there you can put your beers your pizza just right alongside your uh, garden hose that's a good idea right i never thought of that just make sure to do the left or right side walls of the mini fridge because if you do the top or back you're going to hit the freon and all the equipment so don't do that it does not smell right or taste right. I don't think it's a good high. You don't know that. You've got to try that. I haven't tried it. I've only tried Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you want to check out on, on Discord, there's some memes on Discord. And Robbie uh, just showed me some this weekend. And there's actually, who was, who was that that wants more Prime? Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle's like, got any more of that Prime? <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's been starting Coke. So certainly uh, join us, share some memes. Check that out on Discord. There's been some poked at me, some poked at you. Yeah, people are people are cruel. Right. Yeah. Mainly me, because I put a big bunch in Yeah, I was going to say, you did most of it. So Just the ones to, or towards you, anyway. Yeah, you're kind of a jerk. Love you. Yeah. Love you a long time. No. No. All right, so the last thing is the mysterious bagging. So, Joe, please tell me, how do you bag, have a bagging system in your man cave? So, I end up Fish cave. my shrimp cave. Thank you. I have a shrimp, shrimp cave. Shrimp shack. Shrimp shack, that's what it is. Love shack, baby. That's right. 
Um, so I ended up using one of when I converted over and I did these new racks. I just used one of my old um, home or Fleet Farm racks. Um, I take those little specimen cups, hang them off the side, and I put my bags in there. So I have my normal, you know, four by twelves, and I have my breather bags in there for shipping. Are you a rubber band man? I am a rubber band man. All right, Jimmy, tell them how to spend a ton of money for no no useless purpose. Hey, I've got a story for you. All right, story time. Story time. I so love stories. So. Today I was in Fargo. Our friend that owns the fish store there is going into uh, the doctor today because her thumb no longer works. Because she put all the rubber bands in the thumb for so many years. Her thumb, <laughs> she, her thumb. That's what I do too. Her thumb will bend, but then she actually has to physically push the thumb back and it goes click, like a, like a like a gum gun hammer. Yeah, like a gun oh, hammer. Yeah. And, and uh, I just recently saw. Uh, something on on YouTube. I'm a big rock and roll fan, as a lot of you know. Um, but following Motley Crue, Vince Neil, the lead singer from Motley Crue, just had surgery on his hand this week, last week, and it's called Viking Thumb or Viking Hand, and that's where your thumb quits working. So Nancy has run so many rubber bands in her Viking life. Viking Thumb. It's what it's called, man. Look it up. All right. And she has done so many rubber bands. She's been doing this her whole adult life, and and. Um, probably 40, 35, 40 years she's been doing it, and she finally thinks that maybe this is from the rubber bands, you know. So I hate rubber bands more than anything. When I was doing 600 bags in a night, my fingers were bleeding where all the, the hangnails used to be because you did so many rubber bands. And so I'm not kidding you, back probably 15 or 20 years ago already, I bought a tipper tie machine. And it's just it's basically a glorified stainless steel little metal clip that, that you just clip on the, the bag and you're done. To you, explain this better, have you ever purchased Jimmy John's breakfast sausage frozen in the pound container? Yes, exactly. They have those metal clips at the end that seal that for food safe sealing. Yep, and that's what Tipper Tie does. That's what it is. Tipper Tie is a, a group out of Germany, I believe. And I spent yeah. I spent eight hundred dollars twenty years ago on this thing. And it's not pneumatic. It's just you have to hand crank it every time. And a box of staples cost about $150, and there's 10,000 staples in there, so it lasts a long time. But, I mean, everybody that's come over to my house goes, I want that when you're dead. And I'm going, no, they're going to bury me with this thing. No, no, it's it's in the will. You know, Kyle and I have to fight for it, Battle Royale style. Yeah, no, nobody's getting it. I'm, I'm being buried with it. I'm telling you what. It's the best thing I've ever spent money on. Um, Secrets Farms, Rob, I had... Uh, Took, taking you to, to Florida, and we're watching. They have pneumatic ones. When I say pneumatic, they have the air. They're driven, motorized, yeah, air driven. And when there's when they do a bag there, it actually takes and clip puts a clip on and also cuts the end of the bag off. And so if you're not careful, your finger will go in it. Your finger will go in it, and you'll lose a finger. Well, I mean, it doesn't work anyway. It clearly, is already broken by rubber bands. Right. And so I mean, I love my tipper tie machine, and uh, they are not cheap. But if you're going to be in it for the long haul, it's the best money I've ever spent, to be honest. And that's the one piece of equipment that I would not go without. And it's as simple as just taking the bag, adding oxygen, or if no oxygen, just at least a little air so it floats when you go in the tank, twisting it, and then taking the part where it's twisted and just pushing up to the machine, pushing the handle, and then instantly it's clipped. Yep, and if you got lots of money to blow, the pneumatic ones, when you actually put it in a little slip, it automatically just does it for you. It just snaps it. And it's a wonderful product. It's called Tipper Tie. You can go online, look it up. I uh, The last time I bought staples, I had to call the company. And like I said, it was a two-week ordeal getting them from Germany, but it was well worth it. 
So yeah, the other ingredients for the the fish room again just comes down to what you have. You're gonna have decorations. You're gonna have uh, collections of food. Clown puke. You're gonna have clown puke in bags. You're gonna have all your accessories on shelving and any shelving works. You can find cupboards. You can build your own with uh, with plywood. But you know, just make sure to have fun with it. Put your accents on it. Yeah, Jimmy, you know, you may have a TV, but you also have a sound system that's uh, balling down in, in your room. You're going to spend a lot of time, and above all else, make it that place where you want to bring friends. Even if they not don't enjoy fish, they're going to be impressed by going in that space like, whoa, what do you do down here? And you're going to enjoy that time. It's your happy place, man. Take it's it. kind of like a show-off thing, you know, because, you know, uh, like down where I'm from, we have a lot of fish tank tours. You know, local uh, uh, nonprofit comes out, and you, you just want to have one of those best-looking fish rooms. Yeah. You're like, oh, you guys have this? Come look at mine. I mean, I, I want to get, you know, remember the, the, the video arcade game Gauntlet? Yes. I'm looking for that to put in my man cave, my shrimp shack, because I want to get four people and play Gauntlet on there all night long. Give my wife your credit card, and she'll have one at your door tomorrow. <laughs> the queen of Amazon. Yes. So did we miss anything, guys? Think about your rooms now. You know, they're all looking up in the air, like yeah. supplies. Uh, you know, the, the always spare things. stuff. You know, spare lights, spare you know, spare a tanks. spare pump. Got to have a spare pump. Medications, Amquil, yep. Declor, um, breeding cones, breeding caves. I've got all that stuff just kind of stacked up in a corner. And my wife loves it when I keep all these Tupperware containers. You know, when I talk Tupperware, I'm talking like butter containers, which are great for little pieces of valves and stems and things that you have i think the best thing that i could mention from you know experiencing many people's fish rooms is the collection of ice cream buckets oh lots and lots (laughs) of ice cream buckets they're white you can see the fish or samples even clear crystal shrimp you're gonna catch it all it's just gonna be that one go-to specimen container you're gonna use in mad supply yeah, and I use a lot of like markers, like Sharpie markers. I just write on my tanks what's in the tank, and then it's easy to take some rubbing alcohol and just wipe them right off. There's actually even glass markers that we use uh, for some of the smaller the stores. Fluorescent clown puke color ones. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty. They wipe off with uh, with a towel or yeah. water. But the problem you have is when you do a water change, and if you get messy like I do sometimes, well, you got to quit doing up. the buckets, man. It starts running down. It it, it it looks like Tammy Faye Baker. That's you know, right. remember that? <laughs> remember her? Yes. Yeah, she was, she was like a train wreck. I mean, Look, I, I want to point out here that you're not in the studio with us, uh, listeners, but, you know, Joe is significantly more fit than us, and clearly that's why he does the bucket removal, you know, just to, just to stay in that, wow. you know, nice Thank bot. you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Now, uh, I'll take another one of these, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of those glasses. But no, n- nothing else you can think of? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of all the different things I have in my room. I, I have a, a, a decent stereo system, which to me is, is everything. Um, oh, you're short, so you also have a stepladder. <laughs> I do have a stepladder, too. Do you have a stepladder? Yes. This, this I is love you, it. Yeah. It's comfortable. And what's really nice, too, is like, you know, for the filling buckets and, or filling up the tanks and stuff, if you have a lower tank, yeah. you set your lat, you set your uh, step stool right there and you put your bucket on top and just use your, you can use the python in there if you want to do it that way. Because I use RO. So that's another thing, too, is like if, if you do shrimp, a lot of people use the RO systems, the RODI systems. Thank, thank you for covering me because he had death in his eyes there for a minute. My, I have a little folding stepladder, which I like to use for like all-star wrestling and just smash him over the head when he comes over because he's usually got some real smart-ass thing to say. That's after he punches me in the throat. Right in the throat, yeah. We're kind of a violent group. It's okay. But, uh, I yeah. love you. Yeah, no. I always, I always tell people to have spare of everything. You know, spare food, spare leaves, spare rocks because you could have a friend that comes over and they'll say, well, where did you get that from? Oh, you just have it right here. Oh, 
these these goons, Robbie and his goony friends, love them to death. They come over and go, hey, you've got a lot of moss balls. I go, yeah, they're for my shrimp. Three bucks a piece. I'm like, all right, and we just throw money at him. He goes, I don't have any moss balls. And I go, yeah, I've got lots of them. How much? They're not for sale. I'll give you three bucks a piece. How many do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want 200? I got them here. Yeah. Yeah, so he uh, he supplies the uh, nerds in the area. Yeah, so I got I got the uh, almond leaves, which I buy in the 100 lot, 200 lot. I'll hook you up with, I get them by the kilo. Oh. Ooh. So that's the thing is I always go chicken, over and I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, I just bought two kilos, guys. Yeah. And everybody's like, really? What did you get? And I'm like, we I leave with kilos. gallon baggies. Yeah. So this last time it actually got held up in custom. <laughs> For two weeks, hashtag Schmelta. You know, I, was, I was I was looking at the at, at the at the tracking, and I'm like, why is this held up this long? So I'm going to my postmaster. I'm like, why is it held up? And she's like, I don't know. What do you have in there? I said, I just got two kilos in there. That's it. And she's like, really, Joe? But she, I, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love my postmaster. Whenever I get shrimp that come in there, she calls me up and she's like, Joe, you got more shrimp? Can we see him this time? See, so we I, we just have to deal with Schmelta. He gets the good stuff. Oh, you get U.S. Postal Service. Yes. Oh, they're wonderful people. I, I love them. She she loves me, and I love her. And I mean, even even when they're closed, I just knock on the door, and she's like, "Yes, Joe, you got a package. One second, I'll be right out." Wow, I'm so jealous. You, you know what? It, it pays to be fit and good looking. It does. It really you know, does. we go to Schmelt, and they go, "What do you guys want?" They at least know you by name now. Oh, they we, we, there there's an airline, Schmelta. 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 They don't like us. We don't like them, and we're still waiting for a restraining order. So it's a here's, wonderful here's relationship. My you know how they do the random checks? It's They say it's supposed to be a random spot check. Every time I use Schmelta, I get pat searched. Do you? Every single time. Do you pay extra for that? Is oh, it because you're bald? I could, it could be. Or just cute. And it's, it, you you're kind of like, cute. Like they I, just want to touch you. I know. <laughs> so, like, I transport. Oh, here's, here's a story about a aquatic experience. So, Chris Lukup is a personal friend. I got him a hand... Um, it, it was a like clay hand because he does the whole rock on thing. Yeah. So I had that in my carry on, but I also had all my YouTube audio equipment. So I was walking through and I'm like, crap. And I was like, I am so going to get frisked on this one. To put it down for an x ray, goes through, they stop, it backs up, they call a supervisor over, they said, Is this your bag? I'm like, <laughs> Yes. It's possible. It's possible. We're going to have to take a random look. I'm like, you guys always look at all my stuff. You guys can be pat down. And then they swab it for no reason. And I said, you know, I want to go reach just a plane at it. And they said, don't touch it. And I'm like, hey, it's all it is is my it's my recording equipment. They said, it doesn't look like that. So you got to figure a, a blob that's a hand out of clay with wires next to it and little audio equipment there. Can you say bomb? Yeah. I used to travel three, four times a year, and I bring two items that would get me uh, frisked every time. One, I brought in a big ba- uh, battery backup for all my t- technology equipment. I worked for an internet service provider for years. And the other one would be my block of magic cards because I'd bring them decks and go do competitions while I'm traveling for business. And both look like, you know, kilos of Coke on the nice. scanner. So immediately I got the third degree. They're feeling up my crotch. They're swabbing everything. And then they open it up like, what is this? I'm like, it's cards man and then they have to go through each individual bring card. shrimp bring shrimp one time coming back is that the, how it goes coming back from the con you know contest you're i'm at norwalk and of course you're in line for an hour and you come up there and you say hey just to let you know i got some live fish here and they're like what do you mean live fish <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like aquatic experiences right here there's like four thousand people so you're gonna probably get a lot of this going on and they're like 
I have to call my supervisor. Yeah, because they don't know if they can read. Mom, so this dude's got creatures. So the lady went over and she opens up my, you know, because I don't have like one or two bags. I got a cooler full of shrimp, and I think she opens them up and she goes, "What is this? How long has this been here? (laughs) They're shrimp." And she's like, "To eat?" I'm like, "No, you look at them." She's like, "What?" I said, "Those are super expensive because I buy some some high end ones and stuff." She's like, "And they'll hold them up and they'll call everybody over and it's like, you know, I have a flight to catch." You know, and they're like, I have to get this approved by my supervisor. I'm like, here's the TSA guideline rules. You know, nothing can live in explosive devices that's living. So these are all living. If you want to take a sample of the water, you can take a sample. But I need to get going. Well, we need to swab you now, too. I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. Buy me dinner next time. <laughs> Buy you dinner. I've actually, I got uh, in trouble for the last time I was uh, frisked. I, uh, did I you mouth them, off? Uh, no, I told them so steak at your place at six, and they just got pissed. They really? did not appreciate that. Yeah, it was right at the groin moment. Yeah. Right. I, I will tell you a quick story. Um, this was before. All right, last one, and we have to let these poor listeners uh, go. It's, we've been going they, too you long. Know what, they're still driving down the road. They, they were fine. I guess. It is Monday morning for them. Yes. So anyway, um, this, was, all nice. this was before, oh boy. This was before 9-11. My buddy Mark and I went down to um, the Big Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. And at that particular time, they ran the reptile show at the same time, but over at the Tampa State Fairgrounds. So we went and spent a morning at the Tampa State Fairgrounds, bought a whole bunch of reptiles because he, my friend Mark owned a pet store. And then we went back to the Pet Expo. And so we kept all these pets that came in half, or all these uh, reptiles came in half pint containers. And we had bearded dragons, corn snakes, uh, scorpions, all kinds of stuff that we bought at the reptile show. And we went to... Um, I can't remember the name of the street in Orlando, but it's got all the cheap luggage and stuff and all the different T-shirts that are three for 10 bucks. Went down there, he bought another carry-on suitcase, and we had literally 75 half-pint containers stacked up in in there. Now, this is before 9-11, when they had a little bit of a sense of humor, and we we probably had about $1,500 each into the, this reptiles, and we, had, and we had them all sold before we even got home. I had them sold to my other pet stores. He had them sold. We had a shopping list of stuff that we, we came with. And so Mark goes, there's no way I'm going to check this luggage, you know, because uh, if you're familiar with, with... They'll throw it and... Well, that, and it's not pressurized underneath. It's only pressurized in certain areas for where they put the dogs and cats and stuff. You'll come back with all these frogs with their eyes popping out of their That's skulls. right. You know, and so we're carrying them and they said, you have to put your bag through the uh, through the scanner, through the x-ray. And Mark, Mark looks at me and he goes, here we go. And he put it through there, and he walked through and stuff, and, and the gal stopped it, and it backed back up into the x-ray machine, and she goes, what in God's green earth do you have in there? And he goes, just some snakes and stuff. And she goes, you can't have snakes in there. And he, he looks at her and goes, really? And he opens up the bag and shows her, and she is deathly, deathly afraid of snakes. You can just see it in her eyes. And she goes, you, you can't take them on board. And he goes, well, then you can keep them. we got to catch a flight. And he walks away. And, and she goes, do you know him? I go... It's like a trick question. Yeah. She goes, take your damn snakes and get on the airplane. And we got on the airplane <laughs> and, uh, you know, brought them home. And we we paid for our trip with that one little carry-on of reptiles. Cause we we both doubled our money on those things and had them all sold within a week when we got home. Nice. Fantastic. Well, that uh, concludes our podcast, guys. Thanks again for, you know, listening in. And thank you, Joe, for joining us. Driving, like, all the way up here three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Just to sit and, you know, BS with us. I thought I was going to get some Dairy Queen, but... I went to Dairy Queen. It, right now, it's like, you know, 10.30. I, I tried... They closed, man. I'll just 
I came ice cream three and a half hours. Well, make some scary. homemade, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's got a cupcake. cupcake. He can eat his I damn cupcake. Yeah, we got cupcakes. Cupcakes. I got a cupcake. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Thank and uh, again, let's let's uh, kick that outro. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. Please visit us at AquariumGuysPodcast.com and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're practically Thanks. everywhere. We're on Google. I mean, just go to your favorite place, Pocket Casts, subscribe to make sure it gets push notifications directly to your phone. Otherwise, Jim will be crying in his sleep. Can I listen to it in, the, in my treehouse? In your treehouse, in your fish room, even alone at work. What about my man cave? Especially your man cave. Yeah. Only if Adam's there. No. With feeder guppies. No. No. They're endless. You midget loving sucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later.